Thank you for choosing Talks News, your only source to the voice most prophetic reporting from the Scallops Hotel. This episode is brought to you by Keeping Up with the Donalds, uh, the name of the episode. I am your host, the wacko weirdo, rebel scum, Jedi hero, depending on what side you sit on. That was Tennessee... Uh, oop, jeez, I'm already fucking up. Alright. Wake up. Red pillin'. Alright. That was Tennessee stud cover. By Scallops Hotel, a.k.a. Black Orpheus, a.k.a. Milo, a.k.a. Rap Ferreira. R.A.P. Rory Allen Philip Ferreira. Um, If you can't tell from the previous episodes so far, I am a bit of a hip-hop fan. uh, Especially of the underground, or I guess under the underground is some of them who live in these sewers have professed to us. I um, have seen uh, Milo live, I think, back in 2019 and 2018, both years, and uh, great performances. It's a unique experience. It's almost like coming into contact with uh, shamanic presence within the hip-hop game. Not quite a guru, but definitely shamanic, uh, which is fine. I don't, I, I, whatever, man. I'm, I'm just, I was so glad to be there and even get the chance to just say a couple words to him just because it was quite a personal experience. Surprised um, how such talented and gifted artists are pushed into the dive bar scene. Um, but I guess that's just the world we live in. You really have to search every nook and cranny in order to find that beauty in the, in the, I don't know, hell world. Seems like what we're coming towards. Anyways, again, I will uh, thank you many times for joining me. Uh, I try to find some tracks that I can use without getting demonetized on YouTube quickly, but I mean, it's not like I'm ever going to make any, yeah, it's just, uh, I also just want to be able to like play music, at least like little snippets and be like, yo, go just check out an artist. Like 
honestly, I think even since I was a youngin, I've always kind of wanted to like have a radio station because most radio stations, especially where I live, are just bullshit mainstream music all the time. Like it just it never seems like new artists or unique artists are ever brought through the radio waves where I live and even Pandora's radio like I don't know I maybe I like being a source to people finding new artists or I just really want to share the artists that I find I don't I don't I don't know but like always wanted to run a radio station and I never hear enough dope shit if you didn't think that was dope then we may be at an impasse on what you find entertaining in podcasting uh, because that music's coming with the personality, baby. Anyways, um, yet again, thank you for joining me. And today we are brought to you by The Donalds. Um, whew. Yeah, for some reason we have uh, Fox News, I think in the same day, having Junior and Senior coming out to speak. And uh, two different messages, I think. Uh, one got eight minutes long. That's Junior. And then uh, Senior got seven, uh, 15 minutes with Judge Janine. I think a lot of people have been covering the Judge Janine already. Um, I haven't seen too much on the Don Jr., but, I mean, how serious are we taking him? I don't know yet. We have 500,000 views on Junior and a million twenty-five thousand with Senior. So maybe that's an indication. All right. We're starting off with Junior, title of the video, at Waters World. Man, that's all right. Uh, it says Don Junior reacts to Mueller team wiping phones. These uh, there's different rules for people, and you know it's fascinating that we hear them put that headline there. There's different rules for people because we've had uh, Michael Flynn. Uh, he 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 has a very special case. Um, Roger Stone and uh, Paul Manafort. It just seems like, you know, people that were pretty close to the president didn't really have to serve any time for committing crimes that they admitting to admitted to committing. Anyways, um, let's let's hear this. Let's let's hear him out. You know, he is the president's son and. Fox News wouldn't have him on any other reason than to say that his voice is important, right? So, Collusion, confusion, newly released records from the DOJ revealing that multiple members of then special counsel Robert Mueller's team accidentally wiped at least 27 phones used during their anti-Trump probe before the inspector general could review them. Among those, FBI lovebird Lisa Page, whose phone was, quote, restored to factory settings, and Mueller deputy Andrew Weissman, who, quote, entered his password too many times. If this isn't the height of hypocrisy, I don't know what is. Could you imagine if someone, Mueller's team, was trying to investigate, wipe their phones? It's unfortunate. I don't, I'm not too informed on this situation just because it seemed like um, sensationalist headlines. Um, where a specific story is kind of being twisted in order to drum up outrage to avoid anything that the president does. Talking about that. Um, I did see a lot of uh, coverage on this team. I, it's just, uh, there's a lot of specifics and I'm, I'm sure we're not going to get into it. Spelled team wrong. 
be accidentally wiped clean. Fox News, Fox News. Uh, Yahoo News talking about Don Trump Jr. New York Post, Fox News, Newsweek. These are all right-wing stories, or I guess uh, right-wing publications. Uh, the Examiner, Devin Nunes, Mueller. Team members may have obstructed justice by wiping phones. Uh, Devin Nunes from the Examiner. Uh, Washington Examiner, I think that's right-wing. Blackburn says Mueller's team caught trying to execute a cover-up. That's Fox News. Trump slams Mueller hit squad for wiping phones during Russia probe. That's New York Post. Um, it says wiping phones during Russia probe. That's a very important headline uh, to acknowledge here just because uh, it sounds like they're trying to get into those phones now. So GOP seeks investigation into Mueller team wiping data from government-issued cell phones. This is MSN News. So here's a bit of left-wing, but very small. These reports are troubling and raise concerns about record retention and transparency. That's fair. Uh, therefore, I respectfully request that your office open investigation into this matter to determine what, why, and how information was wiped, whether any wrongdoing occurred, and who these devices belong to. Uh, as many as 15 phones from members of Mueller's team were scrubbed. Uh, when they were given, okay, to the OIG, who is the, um, where did it go? Um, Inspector General. Uh, Johnson also requests follow-up information on the matter from Horowitz's office, such as Chuck Grassley, Chairman, da 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 Yep, all right. Formalities, formalities. It appears the special counsel Robert Mueller's team may have deleted federal records that could be key to better understanding their decision-making process as they pursued their investigation and wrote their report. Uh, that was Chuck Grassley from Iowa. Indeed, many officials apparently deleted the records after the DOJ inspector general began his inquiry into how, he de how the department mishandled Crossfire Hurricane. Uh, moreover, based on this new information, the number of times and the stated reasons for the deletions calls into question whether or not it was wiped intentional effort. Again, that was Chuck Grassley. Uh, President Trump acknowledged it, said it was illegal. Ha, I knew it. Witch hunt. Um, I didn't even read the tweet. Uh, notably, though, the Department of Justice used the Federal Records Act to examine whether, quote, former Secretary of State... Oh, God, we're talking about the email shit again. Moving on. Um... All right, yeah, so apparently we have no specifics whatsoever. Um, we have Chuck Grassley of Iowa, the chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, interesting, made similar uh, made a similar request to Attorney General William Barr and FBI Director Christopher Wray uh, to uh, investigate this. But it seems that the initial letter came from, uh, let's see, oops. The chairman of the Senate Homeland Security Committee. Um, so he's a Republican senator from Wisconsin. Uh, he asked the Department of Justice Office on, uh, of the Inspector General to investigate a series of newly released documents appearing to show that several of the prosecutors working under former special counsel Robert Mueller data wiped their government phones following the Russia probe. Now, what I think would be interesting is whether or not those conversations have been saved. 
because you know we 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 couldn't just be kicking up sand here. Just that's all that's all I'm saying. And um, uh, I'm down for more investigation to see you know what happened with this. But it just it sounds like kicking up sand on an issue that um, really is just it's been solved. Really, um, the House of Democrats. Let's just say it. Uh, wow. Um, they, uh, they impeached the president and the Senate said, no, we're not going to, we're not going to actually do any real work here because then we might have to kick our president out and that's not going to happen. And so it's pretty, pretty much settled. So to, to bring this up yet again is just to bring up the idea that the deep state is after Trump, that there's a bunch of, uh, confoolery going around to, um, what they call, uh, overthrow the president of the United States to commit acts of treason. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, I feel like it's that same old kicking up sand of there's an evil cabal trying to stop the president from protecting your American constitution. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I feel like we're just wasting time and breath and it's just like another one of those things where they're like, but our emails and now it's going to be like, but their phones and it's just an, it solves nothing, solves nothing. It only gives the president more ground to stand on continuously and endlessly. All right, support based as fuck. All right. Whoo, take it back. Joining me now on this and much, much more, VP of the Trump Organization and author of Liberal Privilege, Donald Trump Jr. There the book is. All right, Don, if you had so much as deleted an app on your iPhone, you would have been behind bars right now. How can this happen? I mean, one thing that's really annoying that the Republicans are doing just like all the time now is like everything they do is just so rebellious and they would everything they do is just so criminal. And it's just like this joke of like the, the comfy elites pretending that they're always constantly in danger. Like, bitch, please. A hundred percent. It's, it's absolutely insane, to, you know, and it's not like we, I don't even know anyone who's ever deleted a phone, period, certainly not by accident, but 27 times. What are the chances? All magically once they're under investigation. Honestly, who's going to start investigating the investigators, Jesse? This is the most. The report that I read said 15 phones. He's got 27. Interesting. Corrupt garbage i've ever seen in my entire life if i had deleted a comma all right and also we don't know anything about the phones being wiped how data collection was already been made we don't know anything we have we know absolutely zero zilch nada no esta aquí no info nothing and he's just going wild on how this is like the most corrupt situation ever These poor boomers, man, just watching this. I just, I pray for you. I really do. And I hope everybody is willing to at least take this in and realize how pathological and crazy the Republican Party seems to be at this current moment. Because really, as time goes on in media and attention spans and everything that's really converging at this time is only going to get worse so we might as well be prepared and still we can hope for the best we still can there's no reason why we can't hope for the best outcome out of this uh shit sandwich you know maybe if you eat a turd sandwich you poop out food nope nope
out of an email that yeah. didn't actually change anything. I'd be in jail if I did that right now. Yeah, and your but punctuation's perfect. Like Andrew Weitzman, who was brought in. Babies. Babies. To put in a hit. You know, he can get away with these kind of things because the deep state is held to a different standard. And these were DOJ phones. So this is Department of Justice property. 20... Dude, it's just normal now for them to say deep state. Like, that's just normal. It's... Honestly, that's like, that's like if somebody was... Uh, the president believed that the Illuminati was running the world. And if that's true, does that not delegitimize your power? And also, are you saying that you're just going to fight a boogeyman? Because if that's what you're saying, um, man, that's, there's it's just nothing like it in history before. Absolutely nothing. But, like, wow, dude. It's either the globalists or the deep state. It's a, a cabal of secret, stupid, rich people that are um, paying off uh, just this all this chaos they're creating. Like, it has nothing to do with the people in positions of power. It's everyone who is against the man in power that is causing everything to go wrong. Okay, got it. Seven of them are wiped, destroyed. One of them, you couldn't even see the screen. It was completely obliterated. I mean, this is what Hillary did. Smashing iPhones with hammers, acid washing. This is what they do. I remember Lois Lerner, IRS. She mysteriously oh, yeah. wiped all those emails. I mean, if these are the people that are running things, this is covering up the cover-up. What? A hundred percent. I mean, this is what <laughs> we've been talking about for four years. We've still never gotten in a fully uh, unredacted version of the Mueller report. Never. Never. Still haven't gotten it. Again, there's just different rules for those people. Uh, guys like me don't get to play the, by those rules. We actually have to follow the law. Guys like me, the son of a president of the United States. <laughs> we live in different realities, man. Like, holy, holy. Holy, holy, But holy. if you're Robert Mueller, if you're one of his henchmen, uh, you know, you can go and literally obstruct justice. You can literally go and delete information, whether it's under subpoena or under investigation, and you don't get in trouble for it. You saw what the guys did that testified about spying on Americans before Congress. They lied. You know, the, the McCabe's, uh, the Brennan's of the world, those guys, they can lie before Congress. And they don't actually face any consequences, Jesse. They actually get rewarded with, like, contributorship roles on CNN. It, they actually get a net positive for lying to the American people. They don't ever face accountability, and that's got to change. Yeah, well, I don't think you and I would consider working for CNN a positive. But maybe in their world, I guess they do. Um, Woodward has this book out. Your dad <laughs> spoke point. to him for a while. They have this fake bombshell out where, you know, I guess your dad said, yeah, I was trying to speak calmly and confidently to the American public and not scare the hell out of them to think they were all going to die. Yeah. You know, There was so much in this phone wiping story that we have now pivoted into his father's comments back in February to the, to the controversy of the actual week last week. There was so much on that Mueller story. We have already pivoted three minutes in. There is nothing that they informed the public about procedure, 
the way things should be done, um, really what was done wrong. Um, it's just that building the same uh, tabernacle of there's enemies beyond the gates. That's wow. And now we're just whoop. All right, now that we've gotten that controversy out of the way, let's talk about the other controversy. All right, let's spend two minutes on that now. Let's move on to the next one. Um, sensationalism is all we get now in the society of spectacles. Uh, when people say that we live in a simulation, I don't think that they actually mean life itself. I think society is the simulation that is being spoon-fed into us, and then we must decide whether or not we are going to believe it, or if we n at least acknowledge that what is being sold to us is not necessarily what it is, at least not in a complete form. <sighs> Man. I, I I honestly gotta meditate more when I if I'm gonna keep doing this because this is some just like holy this this egoism just diving into it man I can't believe how uh, self absorbed this entire country is all right off the tangents let's get on to the controversy like presidents do and yeah. uh, you know now they're out there saying Ooh, you he, got he lied me, about this yeah yeah now now this is a new scandal. Yeah. You, you, you got me. I yeah. was trying to maintain calm. I'm the president of the United States of America, and I wasn't hysterical. <laughs> now, if they wanted hysterical, they could have elected Hillary because <laughs> she's pretty good at that. You saw some of the videos that she does uh, with Bill, you know, wanting to off himself in the background last week alone. <laughs> but that's the difference. He wanted to remain calm. Even Dr. Fauci, to his credit, said, you know what? I never saw Trump downplay at once. I want my commander-in-chief to be able to be calm under pressure. I want him to not exert hysteria to the American people and cause a panic. That doesn't mean he's not dealing with it sincerely or severely, but, you know, that's the reality. You know, Bob Woodward is a couple of weeks before an election. He's got... Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's just that he's... Uh just following his dad that's that's all that is he just his dad said that you know i wasn't trying to scare people and it's like you were saying one thing privately and another thing publicly and it the whole thing is pretty strange to me because he must have at least had knowledge that it was going into his book and not into a future or maybe like a, an article that would have came out either shortly after or immediately after. The president must have known that it was going to be part of a book that was going to come out way later. <sighs> or it was a slip of a tongue. I'm not really sure of the full context of the of the uh, word word tapes, as they're being called. But the issue is, is that he was saying one thing in that interview and throughout the entire time we went through coronavirus he never said anything like he did on there and that was before he had to start up the task force which was after he was doing his press conferences and everybody felt that he needed to step down from that and allow some experts to get up there because the country was losing confidence 
the COVID response is the worst issue for the Trump campaign when it comes to moderates anywhere. The unfortunate thing is, though, the the thing that the Nevada rally that recently happened proved to me was that a lot of his supporters either don't care that coronavirus is out there or still don't believe in the actual effects that it can have on people around them and them and themselves they don't understand the virus is what i'm trying to say and that's why they're willing to put themselves at risk to go to trump's rallies There's already been, like, hundreds of people linked to the Tulsa rally uh, that were infected. So, I just, (laughs) I'm just in a, a little bit of disbelief here that's left me a bit silent because I can't believe that just so many people would make the concerted effort to defend 200,000 Americans dying. And possibly 300,000 before the end of the year is up. got to crank out another book. You know, he was right once 40 years ago, and he's carried it that way ever since. So this will be a big deal, and they will conveniently neglect the fact that Anthony Fauci, Dr. Fauci, literally said exactly the opposite, and that Trump wasn't downplaying it at all, and he was with him literally every day. I don't know what they wanted him to do if he had gotten out there in the middle of the impeachment trial and said, hey, America, there's a real deadly virus coming in from China. We have no idea what causes it, where it came from, or who's going to die. They just say your dad was distracting from impeachment. So we all know that's garbage. But something that's actually a lot different than that, your father's been nominated twice now. Wait, when did the impeachment end? Because wasn't it like last November? Uh, it was the first week of February that the Senate acquitted Trump of these charges. So he was, you know, it was initiated December 18th. God, it was still way too late. <sighs> All right, so February 5th, 2020 is when it actually ended. Now for the note. I, just, I still don't think that's a very good point because it was afterwards and he did say it. Uh, I think the interview was late February. So, I mean, he still could have had to, he could have talked about it without saying anything about impeachment or he could have even acknowledged like, like does impeachment make him too busy or does, is that just too much for the American people to handle? Are we not able to handle the idea that a president's being impeached at the same time that like, uh, an outbreak has happened are we are we that um easily upsettable of lemmings sheep hmm. are we just like an easily upset herd hmm. 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 Prize. i checked out the criteria for the prize it's basically removing standing armies and and pushing peace now if you look at the 
<laughs> we've moved on to the next one. I captured Dawn in a pretty good picture. I like it. I like it a lot. Troops he brought out of Syria, Iraq, Germany, and Afghanistan, yep. and the peace deals Kosovo. There's still troops there. It's not like he pulled all of them out. What do you mean? There's still troops there. We still occupy hella fucking countries. And what's weird, though, is, like, Germany, we're there for their support. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Between the UAE and Israel. I think, also, we're, like, the only other country that has bases in, like, we don't, like, our country doesn't have any bases of other countries in it. So I find that interesting. And the piece on the Korean Peninsula, that fits the bill. And, uh... No, it doesn't, because a trade deal isn't a peace deal. Um, I mean, I don't... We're, we're, like, us and China are technically uh, are at peace, but I feel like it's a Cold War-ish, mainly because, of course, we're constantly competing in technology and economics and world dominance in general, because that's just, you know, bigger dick the swing. So, mm, 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 mm. God, I hate how, like, simple they just break things down. I get, like, Fox News is mostly for uh, older people and keeping them pretty dumbed down, but I feel like this is also the news network you're going to eventually come to after you've consumed a ton of Ben Shapiro. Um, ben Shapiro obviously getting a bit of the younger generation because he speaks too fast for the boomers to keep up. But he can still say, like, most of the words that get them to go, oh, I like this young man. I'm just kidding. I don't know for sure. There's probably some old people that enjoy some old Benny. But my point being is that, yeah, Benny and Steven Crowder and everybody pretty much on the Internet that you have to use a computer to find, which is harder for old people, um, are eventually going to find their ways to Fox News. And honestly, too, like, Fox News isn't really that different than most of Ben Shapiro, Steven Crowder, the like. It's just they actually have bigger names on there. I feel like everybody is just as guilty with the simplifications all the time. But Fox News, man, just oversimplifying shit so hard. And I'm sure CNN is guilty of the same thing. I just, I, it bores me. CNN's really boring because they're not as uh, insane. I think so. He should maybe be nominated for third for finally pulling our troops out of Afghanistan and Iraq, which he's trying to do. You know, other than, you know. <laughs> I wonder if Waters even sees, like, how dumb that statement was. <laughs> should be nominated for three for the same category. Nobody even knows, like, they haven't even said what the, the nomination is for. Like, what what category. Because you don't just get, like, a Nobel Peace Prize for... Here's your Nobel Peace Prize. For what? It's, it's for peace. Oh. All the time? <laughs> Hold on. Like, there's categories. Alright. And then he's like, they should nominate him for three. Because he's trying to pull troops out of Afghanistan, Syria, and Iraq. Okay. Trying to pull soldiers out and pulling soldiers out isn't the same. Especially when you're saying, like, oh, I'm peaceful. I'm just, I'm just occupying, alright? I'm just occupying the space, which is pretty peaceful. Don't step over here. 
since my occupation zone anyways um that was such a foolish statement i feel like i paused it perfectly on waters expression to the idea that he should be nominated for three even though um he was nominated for one what year was it last year i forgot already i think it was 2018 he was nominated for one by the same guy and uh he lost and then (laughs) obviously here we are 2020 it's happening again might as well throw another one for his election you know it's election time might as well throw him another bone get some hype going get that train rolling and yeah i think i captured waters's perfect face for that just ridiculous remark that don just just laid out on us that was that was some like brandon schaub math right there that was great great good stuff the, the guys that want their board seats at raytheon uh they're putting up a little pressure on that one but everyone else in america wants to see donald trump deliver on yet another promise by getting our troops out of there so you know maybe they'll go for uh three nobels in three weeks uh to really drive the libs crazy no they'll probably give it to fauci you, you don't think your dad has a shot it's so rigged tell us a- <laughs> you, you know Everything's so rigged. It's so rigged. If Donald Trump doesn't win anything, it's rigged. And now that we have, like, a whole news network agreeing with this, the man is practically, like, just surrounded by yes-men and is unstoppable. Like, that is so ridiculous to say. That is so ridiculous to say. And, like, we are just, like, completely moving away from an idea of Fox News not being partisan. Like, this is just so blatant, like, and it's been like this for a while, and I know it's not worth getting upset about, but I'm getting upset about it right now because they're literally sucking his dad's dick. It's nuts. In their mouth. It's it's, it's so crazy. I didn't, like, this is, I got, like, I feel like at this point I'm probably, like, some asylum patient who's, like, hopped up on drugs and has imagined this whole thing because this is just too fucking crazy. You know they're giving it to someone else, yeah. right? It does- yeah. If he doesn't win, it's corrupt. It's corrupt if he doesn't win. Donald Trump always wins. They gave it to Obama. He was nominated 11 days into his presidency. 11 days. Uh, <laughs> and he got it. So I imagine they'll figure out a way how to get out of this thing, even though Trump actually did something to deserve it, unlike Obama. Yeah. They'll give it to Antifa or... I don't know. If, okay. I'm not going to... I'm not even going to touch that Antifa remark. I don't know about Obama getting that. Obama Peace Prize. Obama personality type. 2009 Nobel Peace Prize was awarded to United States President Barack Obama for his extraordinary efforts to strengthen international diplomacy and cooperation between people. October 9th. 2009 did he say 11 days because he was elected 2008 right and took office 2009 so it was actually eight months later no nine months later because october is the 10th month you dumb motherfucker so let's go back and make sure i'm not fucking Fucking with the with the Donnie right here, okay? Let's make sure he said eleven days, okay? Uh, <laughs> and he got it. So he was nominated eleven days into his presidency. Eleven days. Oh, he was nominated eleven days into his presidency. Ah. 
The Wikipedia says for his extraordinary... Okay, the Norwegian Nobel Committee announced the award on October 9th, 2009, citing Obama's promotion of nuclear non-proliferation and a new climate in international relations fostered by Obama, especially in reaching out to the Muslim world. So the exact opposite of what Trump has done. Because as soon as Trump got into office, he banned Muslims from uh, moving to either immigrating or finding refuge in this country. Uh, The Nobel Committee's decision drew mixed reactions from U.S. commentators and editorial writers across the political spectrum, as well as from the rest of the world. All right. Obama accepted the prize in Oslo on December 10th, 2009, in a 36-minute speech. He discussed the tensions between war and peace and the idea of a just war, saying, quote, Perhaps the most profound issue surrounding my receipt of this prize is the fact that I am the commander-in-chief of the military of a nation in the midst of two wars. Unquote. That was significantly more self-aware than I think Trump would be. Obama is the fourth president of the United States to win that. Okay... Should I just go to the political reaction? So the nomination and the announcement. Okay. Yep, so it says right here on the Wikipedia page, uh, nominations for the 2009 Nobel Peace Prize closed just 11 days after Obama took office. There were 205 nominations for the 2009 award, which included Chinese and Afghan civil rights activists and African politicians, Colombian Senator uh, Paidad Cordoba. I think I hope, hopefully I got that right. Afghanistan, Sima Samar, Chinese dissident, Hua Jia. And I think I said that wrong too. Hu Jia? Hu Jia? Hu Jia. I feel like that was it. And Prime Minister of Zimbabwe, Morgan Zavangiri. Zavangiri. Yep. Zavangiri? I apologize, everyone. Uh, The five members of the Nobel Committee are appointed by the Norwegian Parliament to roughly reflect the party makeup of that body. The 2009 committee comprised two members of the Norwegian Labour Party, one from the left-wing Socialist Left Party, and one from the Conservative Party of Norway, and one from the right-wing Progress Party. The chairman of the committee was uh, another name. Um... We're not giving the prize for what may have happened in the future. We are awarding Obama for what he has done in the past year. Uh, and we are hoping this may contribute a little bit for what he is trying to do. Um, I'm not necessarily sure about his efforts here, but, you know, at least... At least we have a, a true statement from uh, Don Jr. So that's interesting. Um, the response from U.S. allies was generally positive. In Australia, uh, former Foreign Minister Alexander Downer said that the selection was a political decision of gross stupidity. Hideous display of cynical politics. Wow, perhaps the Nobel organization wants to give him a magic wand. I think the guy is full of promise, but I don't think the promise has been realized yet, particularly in regards to the Middle East, and yet it hasn't been solved since Obama left there either. So, yep, that's... All right, well, I'm not sure I agree with them giving him the Peace Prize either, and I apologize for also being wrong about uh, the categories. I don't think there's categories anymore. (laughs) I think the Nobel Peace Prize goes to... um, 
It's a single award, so I apologize for that. Do 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 do. I apologize for that. I should admit when I am wrong because it is most of the time. So let's get back to it. Don Jr. says a true statement. Continue on. Is, uh, <laughs> and he got it. So I imagine they'll figure out a way how to get out of this thing, even though Trump actually did something to deserve it, unlike Obama. Yeah, they'll give it to Antifa or something like that. Uh, tell us about this book. Okay, that is such a stupid statement. And I really, 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 really should not have to explain why. Like, he obviously does not respect that very much, at least the institution of the Nobel Prize. So that's very cool. I like that not at all. All right, moving on. You have a book out, Liberal Privilege, a lot of people are reading it. What's the big headline you want people to understand? Listen, what it is, it's, you know, Jesse, we were locked down in quarantine. You couldn't go to work, church, or school, but so I sat at home. Now, if I wanted to riot and loot, I could have done that, but that's not really my thing. So I sat at home and I started looking at our opponent that we're running against, Joe Biden, and his half a century in the Washington, D.C. swamp. And when I started doing the research, I couldn't believe how much just totally disqualifying material there is on Joe Biden that the mainstream media just refuses to talk about it. It's not just Hunter Biden's corruption and his, you know, 1.5 billion from the Chinese or the Ukraine or his brother with the contracts to build housing in the Middle East, even though he never built houses. You know, it, it's the brain surgeries. It's the terrible policies on race. It's supporting NAFTA, TPP. Uh, China's permanent status and the World Trade Organization, all of those things that Joe Biden did that decimated the Buzz American words. middle class, that decimated American Buzz manufacturing, words. and they're running him like Buzz he's going to fix things. Buzzwords, but also like their neoliberalist policies. So now, Joe Biden probably single-handedly did more damage to the American middle class than any politician alive, and he wants to run to be president to fix things. You know, it's all of these things. Yeah. If there was a mainstream media who felt obligated to actually be journalists rather than activists. No, I think the interesting thing is, is that he's not saying to fix things, merely just kind of correct the course. <laughs> he's not going to, Joe Biden wouldn't fix America. <laughs> In, I'll admit again that Don Jr. is probably right that he would, uh, if, you know, he's part of the problem, that Biden's part of the problem. His establishment is part of the problem. So these would all be major stories. So I literally took it upon myself to take them on and tell the American public to tell the people who are on the fence, the people who don't know all of the things that Joe Biden did in his half a century in D.C. Guess what, Jesse? If Joe Biden could have fixed anything, yeah. he would have done it by now. Right. All right. Don Jr. will be at a Trump boat show near you. Ugh. I mean, he's got a point there. It's And that's like what they've really been trying to drive home is he's a career politician. That's why he's a piece of shit. I get it. It probably works. But at the same time, like his dad is in office right now with appointed judges and appointed people that work under him. So, I mean, can we just say that like Trump doesn't make anything better either? But then I got to have a deeper argument with right wing people to actually understand what exactly is better in the situation. Because if it's just taxes, then I have to ask you, is the amount of increased lynching and hate crimes really worth the tax cuts all right thank you for don juni jr for that uh dog pile shit of reporting um judge janine 
Please interview this president as if you were holding him to the fire. The president is crisscrossing the country with the Roast election just over 50 days away. But late this week, I had the honor of visiting the White House and sitting down with the president of the United States for an exclusive interview on the Rose Garden patio just off the Oval Office. Take a look. Mr. President, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, Joe Biden has indicated after the uh, uh, Woodward information came out that your handling of the coronavirus and that situation was not only despicable, but it's almost criminal. What do you say to Joe Biden? Well, I think a statement like that is criminal because we did a much better job than he could ever have done. As you know, he was months later before he even thought the ban was a good thing, and ultimately he had to apologize for what he did. We would have lost hundreds of thousands of lives. And what I said to Woodward was actually good. I said, calm, we need calm. We don't need panic. Uh, they want me to jump up and down and start screaming, is everyone going to die? Is everyone going to? That's not what leadership is about. I'm a cheerleader for the country. We I mean, that's such an, such an exaggeration. But like you could have came out and said, yeah, it's five times deadlier than influenza. And what we should do is, you know, wear masks. And then a lot of his uh, supporters wouldn't be on the Internet being called Karens and anti-maskers. You know, it makes sense to me. You we know? need calm. That's all I've said. And by the way, that calm. was done. And the only way you can get calm is by lying. After I had already banned right. China right. from coming into the country. That was in February. So you did the ban January 31st. Yeah. So Janine, I took tremendous steps. Everybody. Thankfully, Janine is such a good journalist. She will remind Trump of exactly when he enacted specific policies that help him in his narrative as he's speaking. Thank you. Thank you, Janine. There's some pro. Knew how I feel. Otherwise, I wouldn't work. be banning China. Then shortly thereafter, I banned Europe. We saved hundreds of thousands of lives with each one of those bans and saved probably two or two and a half million lives by doing what we did early. Yeah, and he always uses those numbers, too. Here's the here's the diddly squat about that, though, is that um, the two million like projection was if we did nothing at all. Those were the early projections before we actually even went into lockdown. Once we did go into lockdown, make it familiar to people that we should be social distancing, shouldn't be going to restaurants, bars, Florida. Once we realized that, that's when we went with the whole flatten the curve and alone together and all that jizz jazz. And that's when we started to actually see a massive change in the projections because not as many people were getting infected as quickly. Uh, and now we're just dealing with like even what Trump calls is fires, little fires here and there. Um, and I'm not talking about Oregon or California. I'm talking about outbreaks, um, which are the when masses, uh, massive amounts of bodies are captured by the virus to spread even further. And it helps so much that he just keeps having these rallies because there's just no way an outbreak can happen before winter. So you say that your timing was good, but let me ask you about Bob Woodward's timing. He did this interview with you on February 7th where you talked about how dangerous the virus was, oh, and yet he waited until September, seven months later, to announce to the American public how dangerous you said it was. Was his timing good? Look, uh, he is a, an opportunist, not a bad guy, to be honest. He's doing his thing. Uh, his first book... I gotta be honest too. How many people in the like politosphere 
the atmosphere of politics and business, like how many of them aren't opportunists? Because I feel like if you're not an opportunist and you're playing the game of politics or you're playing the game of big business, if you aren't an opportunist, you're probably a loser. And if you're a loser, you're not Donald Trump. Am I right? I'm right. I didn't have anything to do with it. And he wrote things that were false and untrue and I could have straightened it out. And I said, let me do, I took quite a few phone calls, 16 phone calls or something like that. Damn. And we had some good conversations, not long, but good conversations. And do I don't even know remembers? if the book is good or bad. I mean, I do you think he remembers like all 16 of those phone calls? Because, again, like I'm f pretty damn sure that like Bob Woodward was like, hey, I'm writing a book about you again. And he's like, oh, OK, cool. What, what do you want to talk about? And he's like, well, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, well, blah, 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 blah. I'm off to do another interview and then a press conference and then a rally. I just talk so much. I wonder if he even remembers what the fuck he said. It's great. It's great. I just see him like pounding like fucking just tabs of fucking Adderall on a mirror and just before he hits another fucking time to where he just his mouth just never stops. I can tell you that what this says is that I said, don't panic. We don't want panic. It, you know, the press will make everything look bad because it's fake. The fake news. Most of it. I'd say 85 percent. Unfortunately, that's the number we're up to. 85% of your news is fake, but 100% of your president is true. Uh, I discussed with him lots of different things. I think they were very good discussions. We'll see how it comes out. But on this subject, if you look, and he's actually being hit because if he thought it was wrong, then he should have reported it early. He, you know, if, if lives were going to be lost, he should have reported it early. The truth is, he didn't think there was anything wrong with it. And I think that he thought it was surprising that the press even picked it up. It's fake news. It's all fake news. Well, in fact, when he called you in March, uh, a month later, you said to him, I didn't want to cause panic. And that's precisely, uh, uh, you know, why I, as a leader, didn't go out and just say everyone's going to die. Well, go out and look at the great leaders of the world. Winston Churchill stood on the rooftops in London, very calm, making speeches. Winston Churchill, uh, you want calmness, you know? It's so strange to, like, replace calm with just lying. It's not the same. And I paused it at 316. Um... When somebody going to be uh, jumping up and down, I could do that too. I could jump up and down, say, oh, this is terrible. This is terrible. We want strength. We want leadership. And we don't want panic. What about the vaccine itself? If the glass is actually like less than half full, so then it would be closer to empty. And you told everybody that the glass was half full. Would you be a liar? Or would you just be an optimist? I don't know. Oh, no. Now, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and, and the, the Gallup survey that they just did says that the, the the acceptance of the vaccine is pretty much going along political lines. The Democrats don't want to accept it because they don't trust it because it's coming out of your administration. They don't want it because they don't they think it's going to make me look good and it wins the election for me. But we're very close to a vaccine. We also have already come out with therapeutics. If you look at remdesivir and others. It's so crazy, man, is that like we have like companies committing themselves to finding a vaccine to make President Trump look good, like very few of them, because I did notice that there were some that said, hey, we're not going to do this improperly. We're going to try our best and make sure that, you know, we don't give out a vaccine that's going to cause more harm than good. Um, but, you know, of course, Trump wants it 
sooner than later because again we're dealing with like an election if if he had like already another four years in the bag the immediacy of this vaccination would not really matter much to trump i just want to i just want to acknowledge that it's it's kind of insane to rush uh such a big and widespread project in order to get reelected. i will not be first in line i really hope the president is and what if he gets a different vaccine than everybody else and it has like less lead and we all get the lead ones i don't know i don't know how this works uh, the plasma you take a look Suspicious at the things fun. that we've come out with already and the the number we're 85 percent better in terms of uh fatalities you we're 85 all around like the only statistic that matters to the president is whatever's looking at 85 percent at this point everything's 85 percent baby everything it don't matter. Look at the kind of numbers. I don't know if you've been seeing this, but we're in, we're really rounding the corner. And this is actually without anything further than we already have. But we have some. I like how, like, obsessed our president is, too, of numbers. Because, like, I get it. There's, like, this old saying that numbers don't lie. But here's the thing is that people lie about numbers. All right. Very good things out there already in terms of... Uh, I would say in terms of, you can't use the word cure yet, but pretty pretty close to a cure. You're going to be pretty close <laughs> to a cure. The vaccine itself, I mean, it could come out in October, but whether it's October, November, December, it's going to come out very soon. We have great companies. They're very advanced, and the results are going to be very good. Well, See, you know, the, the thing is that he can make it easier for companies to, like, not be regulated by the government so that they can produce a vaccine sooner. But that doesn't necessarily mean that their own trials are going to lead to success in order or in time for the president to win his election. But in the matter, in the truth of the matter of the fact is that Trump is putting those regulations aside, which AKA is your safety, uh, in order to get reelection. I think that's the more important piece to realize than um, Joe Biden being against a vaccine coming out soon because it makes Trump look good. I think it more worried so i okay maybe i sound like joe biden no oh, fuck that's not the position to take yeah fuck it I'm, i'll die on this hill fuck you numbers you're correct the numbers are going down and there's a question as to whether or not the lockdown works that maybe people need to get outside uh and <laughs> You know why there's so much coronavirus? People aren't getting enough sun. <laughs> if the coronavirus cases are dropping and Joe Biden now is coming out and saying, you know, on the advice of a scientist, I would shut it all down again. How do you think that's going to work for him? Well, it would be a disaster. And we're setting records on job production. You know, we, we're 10.4 million for the last four months. Nobody's ever seen numbers like this. We're setting records by millions and millions of jobs. Uh, the country's coming back. It's a super V. It's beyond a V. It's a super V. Uh, retail. I just want to point out that there was economists speaking of a K-shaped uh, economy going on right now, where you're actually seeing giant dives in certain industries and certain highs in others. Um, a V would mean that everybody is doing well, and that's just a lot of uh, horseshit. Um, please do your own research. Retail sales are beyond any number they were ever at. I mean, think of it. We're doing numbers now as we're rounding, I think, the final turn. And that's with, final without, it what? doesn't matter. With or without. Now, having the are vaccine talking, is, is great. Is he just talking about the election? That's the final turn? Because, like, absolutely nothing is going away. Whether it's the economic downfall that we're going through or the coronavirus that has exacerbated the economic downfall that we're going through.
he's talking about the election because that is the most important issue for him of today, of tomorrow, until November 3rd. It's going to happen very soon. Could happen in October. It could very well happen in October. But we're rounding the turn on the virus. They okay, have to open it up. It's only the, the Democrats that are closed. And in my opinion, they're closed for political reasons. They have North Carolina. You have Michigan. You have a couple of other states that are close. New York. I mean, look at New York, what they're doing in New York, that poor city with the restaurants. You can't go to a restaurant. It's like a ghost town. What they've done to New York. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude what look at new york city they can't go to a restaurant bro how many people are dead in hold on Damn, they flattened that curve like a son of a bitch. Look at that shit. Look at that graph. Check it out on YouTube. That's fucking ill. Because they had a massive spike in April and then just like... And own that shit. Um, they're still seeing cases, but it's a steady amount. Not too many outbreaks breaking hard. Fascinating. Uh, New York City total deaths is at 23,000. The whole state is at 32,000, so you could say it's mostly concentrated in the city because of its uh, massive urban, ur wow, urban population. My brain is dying. Uh, Florida, on the other hand, Republican run, if I'm not mistaken, their graph is on some other shit. Holy fuck! Look at look at this. It's the opposite of it's the opposite of actually of New York's, where it's like really flat until like recently and it's like um florida itself the whole state has twelve thousand deaths as well interesting i thought there would be more in florida touche but again like miami's seeming to have most of those clusters because you guessed it urban development do 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 yeah, New York City is just, like, so populated and dense. Like, of course, you're going to have those massive numbers. But I like how, like, they both have opposite graphs. But I guess everybody's just got to go through that period where everybody's got to catch it so that we can make sure that the economy's going. Am I right? Probably. I'm always right. All right. Let's get back to it. And people are leaving is disgraceful between Cuomo and de Blasio. That combination, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's and it's look, coming from New York, it's a very sad thing to witness. But we have to open up our states, totally open them. They're keeping them closed because they want on November 3rd, they want to have the numbers as bad as possible. Based on the numbers that you're seeing, it's not even affecting us. But what numbers is like Trump talking about though? Is he talking about like the case numbers, the coronavirus numbers, or the economic numbers? Because if the state's suffering economically on its own, then it's going to make the community suffer, and the community will net recognize that on its own. I think it's harder for us to recognize coronavirus until it like really spreads throughout family. Probably it would be better if these states were open. Forget about numbers though. The people that are inside those lockdowns. They're suffering between depression, losing their jobs, drugs, alcohol, all of the different things that are happening to those people. That's causing much more damage than the virus itself. Well, what's interesting, you mentioned North Carolina. Voting has already started in North Carolina. There are 
This is, okay, I'm not even going to touch it because, like, most Americans have only gotten $1,200 from the government since March. And uh, businesses and corporations have gotten, like, upwards to, like, hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars. And I get they have more people on their payroll, but it seems like mostly the stock market has benefited. On lockdown, how do you think that impacts people who want to vote for you? Well, look, I like people to go out and vote, but if they want to sign something, you know, you have solicited and unsolicited right. ballots yep. in the country. They're going to send out 80 million unsolicited. In other words, people that don't even know what a ballot is, all of a sudden, here comes a ballot. Now we don't even know if the people are going to get it. That's my problem. Supposing. Why? Who would not know what a ballot is besides maybe like a child? Who the fuck? You get a ballot in the mail and you're just like, what? Did, pick one, Joe Biden or Donald Trump. What is this? They're not sending them to Republican neighborhoods. Supposing they're not sending them to. I think that just shows even more like it's just like it's such a simple like through line to like he thinks you're stupid. He thinks we're all stupid. And so here, here you go, stupid. Wherever, or supposing the people aren't giving them back, or they go out and they harvest them. Somebody could be either way, but the Democrats seem to do that. I mean, they played that game for a long time. Yeah, I prosecuted those cases. Well, you yeah. you so might have to prosecute a lot more. The how fact many? is, they're playing very dirty. Eighty million. How many? How many cases has she prosecuted of uh, male? What was it? Hoarding, or? Uh, of, of, of voter fraud. How many cases, Janine? How many? Ballots. We never had any number like that anywhere close to that. And you're going to see a mess on election night that's going to be, it's going to be legendary. And all they have to do is say, go out and vote or request a ballot. Get what's called a solicited ballot right. where, or absentee. A lot of people use the word absentee. Get an absentee ballot where you request it, it comes to you, you vote, and you send it back. That's different. But they're just sending out all over. They're sending out 80 million ballots. Well, they're generic, and a lot of people don't know what to do with them. A lot of people have moved. A lot of people have died. The registration rolls a lot. A lot of people don't know what to do with them. Thinks we're stupid. But I get, like, yeah, there's been, like, mistakes when the mail has been sent out. But it would have been important to, I don't know, fortify the infrastructure by making sure that everybody re-registers to vote to make sure that everything is up to date constantly. Like, you can run ads. You can talk about it at your press conferences because you show up at least in, like, three different time slots a day, President. Like, you can actually reinforce the structure of our elections rather than constantly talking about how everything's broken. It's your job to make sure it fucking works. Whoa. A lot of them haven't been purged. It's a whole problem. Oh, no, how about oh, signatures? They don't even want to have signatures they're verified. They're not confirming. They right. don't want to have signatures verified. Exactly. Where are they sending them? Who are they sending them to? Who's sending them back? Who's sending them back? It's so unconstitutional. It's so dishonest. And you have states that can't even do small so elections. what can you do way. about it? Elections by mail is unconstitutional. I, uh, I'm broken. It's it's official. I am I am I am a broken record. I I'm just skipping over and over again in this like terrible year. Oh my god, he just said that a, a mail-in elections just elections through the mail is unconstitutional. I I don't. I I can't trust a Republican ever again. If they say conservative, I'm just like immediately gonna be suspicious as fuck. Cause like, how can you buy this? How can you buy this? 
how can you actually take your time and your money, your faith and your hope and say, yes, please uh, give me more. That's wild. Well, we're in courts and uh, many, many courts right now, and hopefully the courts are going to decide because if they don't, you're going to have one hell of a mess on election night. So you talk. She's, she even asked him, so what can you do, Mr. President? And he says, we're in many courts right now. He's suing the fuck out of the states. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, everything's fine talked about election night I want to talk about election night also but it brings me to the issue of law and order uh, and and you when you ran in 2016 you were the law and order candidate it's almost prescient to think that four years later that is that one of the main issues so uh, we've got mm -mm. this anarchy mm -mm. going on in tell me name me name me one fucking Republican in the past 60 years that doesn't run on quote-unquote law and order come on Give me one. In the streets, we've got towns and uh, run by uh, and, and states run by Democrat Lies. governors and mayors who are Lies. refusing to allow the National Guard to come in. There are people in those cities and states who want order to come in, but you can't go in unless they request your help. That's right. Every problem. What are you going to do? Let's say there are there are threats. They say that they're going to threaten riots if they lose on election night. Assuming we get a a, a, a winner on election. It's a uh, very strange. She held up a piece of paper as if it had some sort of evidence that the Democrats were threatening something. It had a very large picture on it. I'm not even sure what it, the fuck it was, but she instantly put it back down. So I don't, I don't know what that was all about. And the other thing is, is that her water was over it before she brought it out. So it must strange. I'm gonna rewind it. That's why this is gonna sound weird. Do let's say there are there are threats. They say that they're gonna. Yeah, she had to move her water off of it. She really did. She, she riots if they lose on a did she show him a picture of something that he had to talk about and that's why like the camera zooms in like on her and cuts the piece of paper out of the shot that's so weird that is that's really weird what was that election night assuming we get a a, a, a winner on election night what are you gonna do we'll put them down very quickly How if you they do, do that? that we have the right to do that we have the power to do that if we want look it's called insurrection. We just Insur send in and we, we do it very easy. I mean, it's very easy. I'd rather not do that because there's no reason for it. But if we had to, we'd do that and put it down within minutes. Within minutes. Uh, Minneapolis, they were having problems. We sent in the National Guard within a half an hour. That was the end of the problem. It all went away. Kenosha. Uh, you look at Kenosha. Look at the problems they had. In fact, the sheriffs there, the police chief, they're all on my side 100%. Law enforcement all over the country that. is on my side. And I will say this, look, we that. have, even with the horrible things that are going on in New York and Chicago, run by, all run by Democrats, everything we're talking about, you know, is run by Democrats. We're not talking about one Republican place. It's all run by Democrats. Even the police chiefs, they're all quitting all over the country. Yes. Every single, I think I saw 15 or 20, every single one of them is from a, a Democrat city. Look. Uh, I don't know if that's Before true. China sent us the plague, before the plague came in, we had the best crime numbers in history. Mm -hmm. When the plague came, it changed things. Let's face it, it changed mm -hmm. things. But yeah, it turned a recession into a depression. 
All of the problems are in Democrat-run cities. They're badly run. The taxes are too much. They, they want to defund their police. Biden is all in that. He hasn't still, to this day, used the term law and order. He's afraid to use the term because he's going to lose. He would lose the radical left supporters that he's got if they even show up for him, because there's a question as to whether or not they're going to show up. But Funny. they don't want to talk about law and order. One other thing. You have a lot of people living in the suburbs. You know it well. You live in Westchester. You know it well. I ended a rule, a regulation, where low-income yes. housing has been forced into the suburbs. And this has been going on for a long time, but especially so under Biden and Obama. I ended it. I terminated it. Not going to happen anymore, unless I'm not here, in which case they're going to reinstitute it worse. So the suburbs are not going to have these projects forced into them. That's uh, it's pretty wild. Um, I'm not sure about having low-income housing being forced upon anybody, but it's just very interesting how that's one of his talking points is how he protected the suburbs from low-income housing. Uh, like, that is the most classist bullshit I have ever heard. Like, that is, that's really mean because they're, like, so many states are reaching a point of difficulty on living standards that it's pretty fucked up to have stagnating minimum wages uh compete with <laughs> ever rising income suburbs uh you're just relegating people more and more into ghettos is what you're essentially doing and robbing lower income families of greater opportunities so um i would like to applaud you but my middle fingers are stuck i mm. Now, who in the suburbs is not going to vote for me? They're going to make the projects bigger, better. They're putting Cory Booker in charge. I mean, the, one of the most liberal. The most liberal is Kamala, but Cory's right there. It's so dangerous, too, to live in this country where, like, a president talks about how, like, how dangerous liberalism is for people. Um, I guess when you get down to it and you listen to more further left uh, citizens, they would agree when you speak about neoliberalism. And then a lot of them also agree in terms of conservatism, because conservatism has kind of been hijacked by Trumpism, and Trumpism is extremely fucking dangerous. So, I can kind of see where he's coming from, but it's still not very healthy coming from a president. And I can see why he might not win a Nobel Peace Prize. And he's going to be in charge of building projects in the suburbs. You're going to destroy your suburbs. It's already happening because you see what's gone on. You see what they've done. They take over the zoning and they force projects. Projects. Really terrible situation. So and Trump's solution is to actually find lower income neighborhoods and turn them into equal opportunity zones. No, right? Not equal, but just opportunity zones, which is um, just speak for gentrification subsidizing investment rather than uh, people's living. These are being destroyed and be, uh, the combination of lawlessness and the pandemic shut down New York City and uh, now the suburbs. But you know, well, the suburbs is going to be next. Look, yeah, the I, suburbs of yeah. people, these same protesters, but they're not protesters. They're anarchists, they're agitators Who and they're they? rioters. Who are they? Uh, Again, it's a very healthy democracy we're living in. Here we go. Who are the anarchists? Who are the arsonists? Here we go. People that in many cases are paid. By whom? And then they're stupid kids. 
All right, so uh, conspiracy theory has been going around for a while that George Soros pays off protesters. I feel like a lot of people who are on the internet are aware of this. It's a, a conspiracy theory of the origins of the JQ persuasion, the Jewish question. Um, and it's just because George Soros is Jewish, has a lot of money, and invests in neoliberalist pol- uh, projects. And he also invests in... He has charities and organizations around the world. So it would seem that a Jew might be running everything or has influence or whatever. Um, Trump isn't necessarily going that specific route where it's JQ. He's leaving it much more broad. And that fits right in that right-wing narrative of fuck everything left. That's, that's, the, that's the whole point. Anything left-wing, fuck it, burn it, kill it, piss on it, doesn't matter. Any of that throw it under the bus. And by keeping it vague like that, the enemy can be further developed as needed as time progresses. Uh, Who are they, who's paying them? People that we- but right now, if you're on the right-wing persuasion, what you need to be focusing on is getting mad at the citizens in the streets, your fellow neighbors, because those are the people who are being manipulated and they must be stopped, is my guess. They're not your neighbors trying to address grievances of a broken system. They are anarchists, agitators, and arsonists. The three A's, triple A, triple A terrorism. We're looking at right now. We're looking at them right now. Can you tell me? No, not yet, but I'll. And this is like the, I think third time he's mentioned that there is a cabal of secret rich people paying off anarchists and uh, arsonists Oh, yeah. And what's the other one? There's one more A in it. Agitators. Uh, Paying them off. It's a bunch of dumb, stupid liberals. Probably. Um, But, again, this is very dangerous for a president to throw baseless accusations of the country eating itself alive. Oh, man. This is just that type of shit that really bums me out coming towards November because like I feel like he's just going to be on TV all day just all day he's going to be on TV and it's going to be oh you'll be going to be finding out pretty soon look you'll be finding stupid out people too because they'll be overthrown as soon as they get their wish these people don't respect them they're just using their money these are super liberal people that have money and they're helping these anarchists and their agitators and their dangers. Did you see what happened over the weekend with the people walking up to a restaurant and grabbing the steak off the plate and and biting the steak and then dropping it down? Two elderly people having dinner at a restaurant and they walk in and they take a steak and they take the potato and and they eat it? And that's exactly the problem. Now you're waiting to be... Yeah, but what does that specifically have to do with the accusation that he just made? about rich people paying for protesters, essentially. Um, What does that specific anecdotal evidence have to do with what he just talked about? Because, yeah, it was a fucked up situation. There's been bad optics by the protesters for a minute. Like, the week before that was some protester yelling at other people and, like, sitting out having lunch and telling them to say Black Lives Matter, like, yelling at them to say it. And it's, it's bad, like, that's just bad protesting tactics. I don't even know if that should be considered tactics, because why are you picking on one fucking person who's just sitting there? So, that's, yeah. 
and it's the same thing with the biting of the meal. I don't even know if those people were really a part of the protest. I don't know who those people are, and that's a part of the problem because neither do these people. All they know is that they were part of the BLM protest, and that's enough to say, fuck you. How is this healthy? Like, America is in a toxic relationship with the right wing right now, and the right wing is basically an abusive cop. That's all he is. I don't know why I gendered the right wing either but i would have to assume it's a white male because it defends like patriarchy and white supremacy so i would have to assume it's like a jesus that wears a blue lives matter punisher t-shirt and carries glock 19s and ar-15s all right moving on asked in when does that when is that change when do so, you cross the rubicon well in kenosha they asked men right and we did a job like nobody's ever seen before but if they don't ask you when there are american to do people it who unless want you to. do insurrection in which case it's just not big enough for insurrection you won't do insurrection before no, you don't day. need it you don't know not yet oh i'd be willing to do it in a heartbeat if you needed it but we don't need it our national when guard do you need it? it's just like another one of those things that like trump threatens like he just threatens that and it's the same thing with like his third term and his fourth term threatening his next terms and stuff like that it's just big dictator talk he's letting it swing he's letting it hang and nobody's really telling him to put it away that it's inappropriate and we shouldn't be talking like that about american citizens instead judge janine is literally like when is it okay when can you call for it when is it happening can we see you shooting protesters live on television please yeah. Our National Guard is so good and so tough. But they've and by the way, asked. police departments in places that we're talking about, Seattle, we were going into Seattle, and they solved the problem the night before we got there. Yeah, we were getting ready to there. go. They heard we were going in. Did you hear Ted Wheeler's numbers? Like 20% in yeah. uh, Portland. Ted Wheeler's a disaster. Yeah. He's right. a laughingstock. Yeah, I mean, like, the, the his citizens want him out of office. He has, yeah, he has a 20%. That's not any proof that he's done a good job uh, policing Portland. Obviously, Portland's been doing exactly what Trump wants to do, which is brutalize protesters and kidnap them in unmarked vans to intimidate. And then also taking, like, uh, journalists and uh, activists, arrest them specifically so that you can weaken movements even harder. There's no difference between the Portland tactics and what he would do with the pact. So Ted Wheeler's approval rating should be foreshadowing on how well it would go for Trump to do that across the nation. But it's not because he is a ghoul in man skin suit. He went out to protest with these so-called agitators and they were going to destroy him. They were going to beat him up badly. He fortunately had security, but they were going to beat him up badly. The man is a disaster. If he would say, come into Portland, within a half an hour, the whole thing would be so. He's not going to say that. Uh, the governor's gotten closer. Look what's going on out there. That's I will tell Kate you, Brown, the that? governor has gotten closer. I spoke to the governor two days ago. Good. They're arresting a lot of people. Good. Now, we sent in the U.S. Marshals for the killer, the man that killed the young man in the street. Just right. shot him. I mean, it was yeah, on television. Cold Cold-blooded killed him. He didn't like his hat or he didn't yeah. like something and it wasn't a Trump hat. Right. It was peaceful. It was prayer. It was a lot. It was a religious hat. Right. And it's not a religious hat. It sounds religious, but it's really not. And what I find very interesting is that uh, Judge Janine doesn't know who Patriot Prayer is. <sighs> I get that Fox News is for old people, but can we not pretend American citizens are idiots? 
Like, I feel like if you were going to talk to my grandma, I would like for you to be at least a little informed. Like, that's just wild. She really, she knew prayer. She knew prayer was in there, but like, she obviously, that was so gross. <laughs> it really doesn't have anything to do with religion. It might, they might be a, a evangelical, maybe they're Christian, maybe they're a little bit mixed. Maybe they're, they allow Catholics. I have no idea. I've never met any of them, but I do know that their name, they're not a religious group. They're a, they're a, uh, a militia. They've been categorized as a militia, same as the three percenters. So take that into consideration. He shot him cold blood. Two and a half days went by, and I put out, when are you going to go get him? And the U.S. Marshals went in to get him. And in a short period of time, they ended in a gunfight. This guy was a violent criminal out of the mouth and the u.s marshals killed him and it's so crazy too to see like the contrast between the michael rinal case and the kyle rittenhouse case because michael rinal was basically hunted down um while kyle rittenhouse uh was kind of allowed to walk into jail and turn himself in uh after having a extradition warrant from the state next door it's very interesting and i will tell you something that's the way it has to be there has to be retribution when you have crime like this there can't what? be guys standing up that want to fight they want to fight but the, you can't throw bricks at people with shields but or the what? Who? Who was the retribution for? Did he just admit that he would, he would, he would commit to retribution for right wing militia groups? Did he just say that he would avenge right wing militia groups? Uh, oh man, if if you ever needed like a reason to vote for Joe Biden, it's that. Joe Biden would never back an unofficial, like, an, a non-state agitator or non-state actor. Joe Biden would never do that. He may be shitty all around in most things, but at least he would not say that there should be retribution for a right-wing militia group. I understand that a person was murdered, and that's why we have a justice system, um, but... Uh, somebody should not be killed in the streets just because they killed a right-wing militia group because Kyle Rittenhouse killed two people that were not of any militia group uh, and injured another. He lost his arm. He went home. <laughs> he, got, he even got a good night's sleep after that before he realized that he had to go to jail. So, Wow. Wow. Problem, Mr. President, you and I both agree. The problem is there are now prosecutors who are not prosecuting yeah. the protesters. Yeah. This is like a, a grassroots level. They're being funded yeah. by socialists who are now electing people like I used to prosecute crime. They're, they're, they're letting. Okay, so now Judge Janine's ending this interview by answering the question she asked earlier to Trump on who is paying the protesters, and she just said that they're being funded by socialists. I don't know when socialists got power in the government, but I guess they're really powerful now, and socialism is coming. If you're scared, you better go to church.
Thank you for joining me on Talks News. I don't want to hear the rest of this. Um, I don't really give two fucks. There's like 17 seconds left. And as far as I'm concerned, both of them want me dead. I don't like just not like intentionally like they're not hiring people to get me killed. But like, honestly, it would be much better for them if people of my status just fucking were wiped away of the earth. Wow. Wow. I am just wow. There's so much. Uh, this is like I feel like I was listening to like Osama bin Laden or somebody talking about infidels, dude. It's fucking wild. <laughs> America. All right, ending it out with a lucid and dumb he. It's music time because that's what really heals the soul. Um, I, th I, I hope you have a wonderful life and join me again for more Toxic Waste. Um, I have been your host, some dude in a box. Um, the pleasure was all mine. Um, sound effects. <laughs> Chitty bang, bang, you lack the mineral and vitamin. Christ, this guy's frightening. Psycho babble, tummy full of dark rum and Vicodin. Pop a vein, note your brain, rugged type of concept. Stupid, open your eyes, don't take me out of context. Beyond fresh, change the only constant. Shouting bomb threats, get your whole fucking squad wet. Blood on the prom dress, cold water, sweetie. Help me tighten tears, don't be so damn clingy. Twist my city sideways. Gotta raise it, take fame, profile. No smile for lay rappers, about a thousand. Cloud through competition, lumberjack axe man. Flapjack and flannel give a bitch the backhand Man, I hate backwoods Even Dutchess kinda push it like my kush pure Bong and pipe stored in the humidor Even score, watch the rally round the bend Fired off third, stealing home again Home again, home again, no redemption Home again, home again, no redemption